back again and it feels so good episode 58 with pete and john sheffield shuffler by playmaker what's up john what's up buddy you like my uh my high notes have you ever did you sing in high school um i was in chorus in fifth grade i was in bass chorus in high school bass chorus what is that is that just for all the guys who uh have a deep voice or what essentially yeah what did, what did your your balls drop off <laughs> what did your balls drop off yeah uh they hadn't dropped yet still haven't dropped and waiting for that but i was in bass chorus for a couple of years and, and bass chorus is essentially where they put everyone who is not uh gifted in singing uh, okay. with a bunch of other people because you're a man and you have a lower voice. So you just sing as best you can. And yeah, then I was they put give, in a math class like that. And then they give solos to the talented ones. So I did that for a couple of years. Also for the fact that our, I think at the time, our high school that we both went to won a Grammy. We so, did. Well, they did. Yes. So I can say I did sing for our, um, Grammy nominated musical departments, but so. not nominated, not Grammy nominated, Grammy award winning. Award winning. That's they weren't true. Nominated. That's true. They weren't nominated. There is a Grammy at our high school, so and we um, and I participated in it. So I mean, you're welcome. Yes, thank you, John Lelogia, for your magnificent voice. I um, I, I do what I can. John, it's Tuesday, dude. It's the podcast. It's Lost in the Shuffle. My favorite day of the week because me and you get to sit here, chop it up about. Things that are going on in sports, I get to drink a uh, cocktail on a Tuesday without my wife having to ask questions and uh, have some fun here, dude. We got an hour, so dude, what's up? I'm pumped. We got some great topics. I did want to touch on dude, this because I thought it was important. Wait, what? Can we just talk about first what we just realized before we started filming? That's what I was going to bring up. Go ahead. Okay. So we're talking before uh, the pod just Prep time. Okay, prep time. You know, we're professionals, obviously. Um, and I just got, uh, just moved into my new my new house with my family from the city to the burbs. It's uh, so by I the got, way. My, 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 well wife done. Was, my wife was wonderful, helped me set up my, my office, which is great. In one of my shelves, I had this, which is for those of you who don't know, if you've been living under a rock, this is called a dugout mug. And essentially what it is, uh, it's the end of a bat that's been hollowed out. Uh, and then you could put, um, you know, any type of beverage uh, that you want. Uh, soda, you know, beer, tequila, Jägermeister. Urine. Urine. I yes. have peed in this. <clears throat> but essentially, so I I got married at 10 19 so October 5th, 2019, I got married and I gave this uh, as a gift to all my groomsmen. And then Pete, what would you, what would you like to say? Because I noticed something. Ipso facto, this sits in my, I actually have two of them. One of them says Peter, but this one says Vitali family. And uh, same thing, John, 10, 5, 19. And you just, we just realized that we were married on the same day. Um, crazy. And we both gave the same uh, groomsman gifts to our groomsmen. Um, I have one that says Peter like that, a little bit different, but let's, they also got the family let's cheers. one. Have you ever heard what it sounds like when they clink? Oh, it's so clean, dude. Yeah. So clean. But I can't believe we just found that out. We got married on the same day and gave the same gifts to our groomsmen. I know. It's ridiculous. Mine's a little bit darker than yours. That's true. 
Um, this I think is you probably kinda... got like the ash, like a, a regular ash wood. It's like a hobby bias right here. This is the type sure. of that he was using. Does anyone use? I feel like you either use a light one or like a a black, like black wood. No one uses like the a maple. Tan. Oh, maples! Maples are pretty popular. Those are, like, are they dark really red? Oh my god! If you've ever swung with one of those maples and made contact in the sweet spot, John, I'm telling you, it is uh, euphoric. Does anyone um, else use a gray wooden bat other than uh, Max Muncy? Um, I wouldn't say gray, but the maple, that dark red maple, um, darker than this. I would say that one and then yours, that that ash. There's mm -hmm. a tree, actually. The tree is called ashwood, I believe. And that's the wood or the bark that uh, those bats are made from. Dude, you know a lot about bats. Thank you. I, I went to Louisville Slugger. I was going to uh, say, did you go there? I did. I went there. I heard there. it's I awesome. Had, it is awesome. I had a bat made, has my initials on it. Um, it sits by my bedside, so if anybody wants to break into my house, you're going to get the tattoo with my initials across your forehead. So another gift that I got as a groomsman for one another, one of my friends, a guy who played uh, on our high school baseball team, Brian Magnus, shout out to Mags. Uh, he gave me, a, all his groomsmen, a full Louisville Slugger bat, which is incredible. and wow. I, A full one. I wish I had it. It's in my closet. But Were uh, you in his wedding? I was, yeah. I was a groomsman. You guys pretty but close. Yeah, we grew up together. He lived right behind me uh, growing up. So, like, my introduction to baseball was him and his brother, and we would play in our backyards all the time, in the street, home run derby, all that stuff. We actually played this amazing game that, if he's listening, he will absolutely love this. Because no he? one, What? Does he listen? He says he does. He could just be. He, well, he, now's he could the time be lying, to test but, him. But we used to play this game called sliding bases where we, sure. we'd, we'd have sleepovers. We'd have like a mattress in the basement and then we put sleeping bags on top. And then his brother and usually his brother's friends would have like a ball and we'd have to sprint and slide into home base to beat the throw. Of course. And then we'd be, we'd be doing we're so we're a bunch of fucking nerds. We're like doing this until like one, two in the morning with like baseball tonight on with like early Tim Kirchin and. Jeff Brantley and Harold Reynolds before he got excommunicated from ESPN. Still uh, there now though, but yeah, yeah, not at ESPN, MLB Network. MLB Network, yeah, right. But um, but yeah, those are some good times. But yeah, I have a full bat from him too. So that's a apparently it's a very popular, uh, very popular groomsman gift. But it's pretty sweet. Bottom line, me and John just found out we were married on this same day to two of the did best. You, women. Did you get married? Did you get married in Philly? I did. Yes. Okay, I got married here. Chicago. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's fucking crazy. Isn't that cool. What do you call that? Um, um, there's a word for that. Conipsis or uh, kismet. No. Kismet, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is kismet for sure. Stars aligning. John, what, what do what do we got today? We had an exciting week of uh, sports going on, right? We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I wanted to bring this up, so I'm I'm listening to sports talk radio as I do. If I have some free time during the day, just have it on the background. John, and, by the way, is my is my mic coming in okay? You're hearing me good? Yeah. You, nice you and crisp fine. and clean. You sound I, had great. A I had a show earlier, and it was not that good. So just want to double great. check. Perfect. This is, the, this is the best you've ever sounded. Please proceed. So they were, they were talking about your boy, Justin Fields. Uh, the Chicago Sports Talk Radio at the Bears is just hilarious because it's, Why? It's because it's painful for them. And as a Packer fan— I, I find it entertaining and amusing, but as a bear sure. fan, it's just, it's stuff that they have to talk about. 
And it's it's as if you you have to talk about something that is not enjoyable and you know how it's going to end. Like going to and the so, dentist. Essentially, yeah. Knowing that you're like, I'm going to have some cavities. Yep. And so they're talking and basically what they've like this reporter who is like down in Bourbon A and, uh, you know, for training camp and they're talking and he's like, yeah, the problem with Justin Fields and why, why people aren't getting excited about him is because usually you'll see Rogers or another quarterback like Mahomes do something amazing during training camp, like an amazing play or throw. And the social media team is on it. They're quick and they cut it and they just play, you know, pop it up on Twitter or in their own Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> and he goes, Justin Fields really hasn't been providing the Bears social media team any opportunities. Yeah. I saw one thing that I texted we the all other saw day. It. We all and saw he, it. he's like he's in the pocket and he just completely overthrows a wide open Bears receiver in the corner. He, there no one was within 15 yards of him. And he just completely overthrows it. I think Barstool posted that. So how are you My, feeling? I know it's not going to be a great year, but the one silver lining for this Bears team was that Justin Fields was going to progress and eventually be good. And well, unfortunately, we're just not seeing any plays uh, you know, during training camp. Hey, um, first thing, um, Justin Fields, 31st ranked quarterback, last season as far as fantasy is concerned. That's behind Zach Wilson. That's behind Davis fucking Mills, okay? So when people are saying, oh, they're excited about Justin Fields, let's be realistic about what he did last season, which was nothing. 31st in fantasy points as a quarterback. That's just above Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon. So I really don't, you know, what people say about that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's going to progress. That's great. Don't care because I haven't seen it yet. Also, when you're talking about the video um, of him throwing way out of bounds of that wide receiver, I did see that. That was terrible. But you know what we didn't see? We didn't see what was happening in front of the quarterback or if there was like alignment, throwing up an arm, anything like that. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe something, someone was in his face. I don't know. But These um, sound like excuses. Absolutely, John. And you know what? I have nothing else to provide but excuses. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? What, we got a good old line? No. What am I going to say? We have a number one wide receiver in Darnell Mooney. Everyone says who? You just made a sick catch today, though. That was a highlight okay. for Bears Awesome. Twitter. Awesome. Darnell Mooney made a sick catch in practice. Awesome. Exciting. Who knows who Darnell Mooney is if you don't live in the Midwest? Nobody. That's your number one wide receiver. Okay. You don't have an O-line. Your quarterback, like I said, was ranked 31st in fantasy points in quarterbacks last season. Your number one wide receiver, Darnell Movie. Your defense is gone since 2018. You haven't had a good defense since then. What do I got to be excited about? Well, you should be excited that Roquan Smith wants a trade for wants the Bears. Get out. So people are trying to leave the city of Chicago. The stadium, they don't even want to stay there. They're trying to leave to Arlington Heights. The stadium doesn't want to be there. Our linebackers don't want to be there. Um, so it's very uh, dismal uh, outcome for the season. You could be, you know, it's like, it's like if you're like a little second grader and you're excited that school's going to start, but you know you're going to get your ass kicked every day. You see the bully like working out in his gym and you're like, holy shit, I'm going to get my ass kicked every day. It's kind of like that. I feel you. He posted this. Uh, I think I can share. He posted this uh, long, um, like basically this long tribute to. Can we see that? Can you see this? I see it on my end. I'm going to add it to the stream right there. Cool. Yeah. 
So basically, he in his notes section uh, drafted this long thing, and t- the Ian Rappaport tweeted this out saying, "Oh, he wants to be a bear, but you know, of all the greats, Singletary, Briggs, Erlacher, Butkus, I don't think he's quite in that category." Um, but unfortunately, the front office regime doesn't value me here. Blah, blah, blah. Same old sad story. We've heard it a million times. Now, to his defense, the McCaskies do suck. And unfortunately, this franchise is going to flounder until they retain ownership. And that's really the saddest part about it is you have um, you have an ownership that is incompetent and may or may not really want to win. Also, the fact that they're even entertaining this idea to going out in to Arlington Heights is a travesty. That would be so, why? so embarrassing. Why, John? Sucks. As a Packers fan, why do you have any say in this? Tell me I why. Have, I have no say. I'm just saying, you like, no if, I was say. a, if I was a Bears fan, I would I would want new ownership, obviously, which every Bears fan wants. But I would I would certainly want to be in. I certainly would want to be in Chicago. Okay. And I feel John. like they're making they're, it's a bad franchise. They're making all the wrong moves. They've had they've made poor moves literally our entire lives. They've never made a good they've good move. I John, don't think give they draft me your experience. Give me your experience when you're going to a Bears game. Okay, you wake up at six or seven a.m. Give me the walkthrough of how of your experience when you go to Soldier Field. I've been to many Bears games, Bears Packers okay. games, and so, it's, and it's fun. You go you go to the parking lot, you tailgate, and it's great, and okay. and then you enjoy the game, and okay. usually it's a Bears loss, and I'm pretty happy. Okay. Uh, and then you come back, you maybe tailgate a little bit more in the parking lot, and then you go home. No, 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 no. you you skipped over a whole bunch, John. Okay? What the the part where you guys lose? No, no, no. The part where it's impossible to get out of, okay? It's against the lake. There's no transportation coming in or outside of there. You have to walk a mile and a half to the red line if you want to take public transportation. There's no Ubers coming in or out. There is no good way in and outside that stadium. Whether you go to a Bears game, whether you go to a Dave Matthews concert, it's a fucking shit show. It is located in a terrible part of the city. It's great that it's on the lake and that's cool and that's awesome, but logistically getting in and out of there is Wrigley. Wrigley is so hard. Wrigley is such a great place to watch a game and it's so hard to get. The red line is right there. You can literally walk out in 10 yards outside is the red line. You can walk to Belmont 40, 50, 60, 70 yards is Belmont. You can go to another red line station. Dude, I'm surprised as a bear fan that you are okay with having your team leave the city that they're in. You don't care. The the experience that I have at Soldier Field fucking sucks, dude. It fucking sucks. There's no good way to get in and out of there. You can't park. You can't. You got to walk miles. It's no good. It's no fucking good. Come up with a better way to have a better fan experience, and I'll be for it. All right. I mean, I, I just I'm surprised. I mean, it's cool. The tailgating is cool, but getting coming and going, coming and leaving. What, from the game, what about all the people that live in the city? You know, they I don't, don't give a drive, shit man. about people that live in the city. I don't That's give a, a fuck. lot of people. That's, you should. That's a lot fuck of people. Them. Who cares? You go to, yeah, get another stadium, go into Arlington Heights, have it be easy coming inside, outside of the, the highway. That's fine. It's cool that it's on the lake. Ooh, it's on the lake. That's great. Did you see the, the rebuild that they want to do? They proposed a new, like a, do, like a, it's almost like a dome I kind of it. thing. I saw, you saw it. that, right? I made a video yeah, on you made it. Yeah, a video about it. Yeah. You think that would be better, or would you rather have a move? And then your vote doesn't even fucking count. But well, the reason my vote doesn't count is because again, I'm a Packer fan, and what I want to talk about now, shifting from the Bears, thank God, to the Packers, 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers was on was on the Aubrey Marcus podcast, which I believe is the founder of On It. Joe Rogan yeah. reps yeah. that all the time. His his buddy, Doctor Joe Rogan, <clears throat> um, and he basically said that he took ayahuasca um, in 2020 uh, on some sort of spiritual trip for those of you who don't know ayahuasca is a south american like psychoactive brew used both socially and as a ceremonial spiritual medicine among indigenous people of the amazon basically it gets you high um so you take this and you kind of have this you know very opens your third eye introspective personal experience your brown eye and so he he did that and he talked about it and he has a lot of unconditional love for his teammates, which is great. Hey, listen, yeah, that was I want a lot. I want him happy. You know, it wasn't, it, you know, and he, to him, it was the experience in the ayahuasca. It wasn't the massive four year extension he just got, which makes him like the highest paid, you know, NFL player, um, which I'm sure also helps. But so he talked about that. He also had something to say uh, about preseason, uh, and basically he said, um, it's a quote, uh, a waste of time, which if I'm being honest, it is a waste of time. Pre-season, What's a waste of time? Preseason. The pre-season. It is a waste of time. It's basically a tr- long, prolonged tryout where you're, you're trying to find out who is going to be at the bottom, like 8% of your team. And so you like special teams though, special teams, I guess a big percentage, I guess a little bit. I mean, so that, I mean like the new season of hard knocks comes out tonight, but essentially the entire soldier field sucks. Soldier field (laughs) does suck. Shout out Um, Mitchell Winkleman. I still think they shouldn't move, but you know, to that point, like, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I basically, I don't, I think preseason is a waste. I don't even know why they have it. Probably just to make more money, post more games, but the actual play is a complete waste of time. Is so spring training a waste? There. Spring training? That's different. Why? Like you do, and I, I think pitchers really need the innings and they need to work up and get their Can't arms Can't you argue ready. that quarterbacks need to have the same kind of timing with wide receivers as well? So, uh, this is how cocky Rogers is. It was like a game right. a couple years ago. They played the Cowboys and Rogers, uh, Joe Buck was talking on air about this. Um, and Rogers was out on the field and he was just kind of walking around talking to Randall Cobb and wasn't really warming up. And he's like, Aaron, don't you have to like stretch or warm up? Like mm-hmm. how long does it take you to get loose? And he looked at him and he goes, 10 throws. And that's it. 10 throws because basically 10 throws and that's all I need. I gotta, I gotta agree with Mitchell Winkler. How is it a waste? You need to fill a roster. You You need need to fill fill the bottom. You gotta have bottom special teams. The bottom 5% of your roster. Look at hard teams as well. That's how, that's where hard knocks chronicles training camp essentially. And it's like people killing themselves for like five guys trying to make the roster. Depth is very important. Isn't depth important in, in every, uh, uh, sport. I don't think you need to play actual games for guys are I don't I don't think it's I think it's totally unnecessary. I think it's a ton of overkill. I think you need training camp, you need film, you need you need to practice. I think you need to do all that, but I don't think you need like live hitting with another team. Certainly John, not that. You know what you're doing, John? Games. You're comparing life with TV shows. That's what you're doing. 
but but that TV show is reflecting real training what? camp. It's like a documentary. It's not a TV show. But a lot of the guys make their their fucking living um making the team from from uh That's those a good games. point. That's a good point. Some people rely on that as their income and that is a good thing. So that is a good point. I mean, if I'm a if I'm a fourth string linebacker and I can get down the field really fucking quick and I make it on special teams on kickoffs or whatever, like that's I'm on the team now. Like that's my you know what I mean? I, I think that's I don't know. I don't think it's I think those teams or those games still need to be played with those players. Maybe you don't have to have Aaron Rodgers playing, you know, 15. Uh, well, certainly you know, he doesn't have minutes. to play. Mahomes sure. doesn't have to play. Josh Allen doesn't have to play. Got to figure out what 10 players are going to make the practice squad. And there's practice squad parts, right? Who's going to give our players a good look? Who's busting their ass to give Aaron Rodgers a good look when he comes into uh, midway and plays the Bears uh, in the- and throws what four <laughs> touchdowns? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I couldn't and even finish that. Were you? Let me t- let me ask you something. I let was at you. I was at the I own you game. Did you take offense to that? Um, no, it was just like a cock slap in the face. It was like you know, I you take it. You you don't understand. What am I going to say? No, you're wrong. I mean, yeah, it's insulting, but the guy. I mean, what am I going to do? He did. He does. He's not wrong. You know what I mean? No. What am but I going to do? It's going to be great for you. In, in a couple of years, the Bears are going to be awesome. So it's going to, you should be, wow. you should be excited. Mm. No one's this bad for this long. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs have entered the chat. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Also, I'm 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 more excited for uh for the Eagles honestly because I am a part-time so, Eagles fan. I feel like you have totally in. like given up on all Chicago and like you fully transitioned over to Philly. You're like I'm now a Phillies fan, I'm now an Eagles fan, which is awesome. Like you live in made a new city, you should do that. Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. I've been Bears and Cubs my whole life. Then I move out here after 33 years and it's very yo go birds. Yo, get a coffee at Wawa and go birds. And then the Phillies have Castellanos, who's a former Cub. Dude, the uh, Phillies are Schwarber. awesome. Like, what a fun team to root for. I totally understand why you want to hop on that bag wagon. There's sure. so many great players on that team. And they're, and they're gear, John. And they're I mean, fun. I'm a, I'm a, I like, you know, like uh, the aesthetic. So, like, their gear is really nice. The maroon, the baby blue. It's did all you, good stuff. Speaking of the Phillies, dude, did, uh, did you hear what um, – was Pete was Pete Rose on their broadcast the other night? Yes, cock high fastball, and then holy, he said, "No shit, holy shit, he's never getting asked back." Who the f- <laughs> who who decided? Hey, that was a good idea. Like, who said like let's put Pete Rose on the air and not have a seven second delay? Who's, who's currently being investigated for like you know like predatory behavior on a minor too? Like he's in a ton of trouble. Why would they have him on right now? John, how about his quote? That was 55 years ago, baby. Yeah. So be like 55 years, babe. Yeah. So like kind yeah. of being misogynistic too, to be like, oh, oh that, that yeah. thing. Don't worry about it, babe. I'm, yeah. What what a colossal, colossal mistake by the Phillies. Uh, Phillies best hats logos are phenomenal. That is 100% for sure. True. Especially the throwbacks. Some of those, they've been awesome. Oh, I got all of them. I know Mitchell's I know, you got. Have like, uh, you have absolutely all of them. Yeah, I got the the bell, I got the P, I got yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, some of their like spring training Liberty Bell hats are like incredible. They got um postponed awesome. today, though actually. Um they got postponed with the Marlins today, so they won't be playing. Yeah, that's okay. So um 
want to go actually merge to baseball here. So um, I saw this live. I'm going to share this. Can you share this on the stream? Yeah. If it pops up at the bottom, I can share it like you did last time. Okay. Let me share this. Um, I saw this live and it was captivating to watch live. All right. So essentially today, this. uh, You see it? Yeah. So this little leaguer, I think it's a, I think it's a backup breaking ball. This little leaguer gets smoked in the head. Okay, so it's tech. It's little league, uh, like World Series Southwest Region, and Regionals. this kid gets hit in the head. And this kid who gets hit in the head is on first base. He goes to the pit, pitcher's mound and gives the pitcher a hug, who's crying because he feels terrible that he hit this kid in the head. Obviously not on purpose, and he's just like inconsolable he feels terrible the coaches out there well, the the teammates are around him and he goes out there and gives him a hug like can i argue can i argue something here john go ahead first first i want to say uh what's good fellows great show and great setup the acs universe appreciate it thank you so much for watching we appreciate it john also i watched this live um he was not crying as soon as he hit this guy in the head okay they had a three nothing lead and then he got bases loaded um, when he whacked this guy in the fucking face. Are you serious? And then he started crying after. So oh, I, I didn't know. I didn't it. know that. I thought that was right after. Mm-mm. So I'm wondering. I'm like, did Ooh. he? Is he crying because he hit the guy in the face? Because he wasn't crying right off the bat. He was kind of hanging off by the mound and whatever. And he was on the ground for a long time. And then he started crying. He got pulled from the game. So I was wondering if he got pulled because he was crying because he hit him or be cried because he's got bases loaded now. And now these runners are all coming in and it's going to be tied four four. So that's kind of what I was thinking. That's very interesting context. And that that's very, very helpful to know. So I think what we're trying to figure out here is, is a good sportsmanship for that kid to go over there and say, Hey, it's okay. And console him. Or do you think, Hey, you stay at first base and you let the pitcher kind of deal with it since he's on the opposing oh, team. Oh no! At this level, I think that's great. I mean, that kid I think it's. Is a I think great it's, parenting. I think it's great too. Kid. Yeah, great parenting um, that he comes over and hugs him. I don't know what the pitcher's um, um, not initiatives or what his uh, you know kind of why he was crying, whether he hit him or, or whatever. Kids, kids get emotional, man. Sometimes kids just cry. Like people For forget, sure. little league is what 10, 11, 12? Yeah. So. I mean, that's super young. And I think at this point, because people on Twitter were like, oh, this is poor sportsmanship. You got to like. Who said this is poor sportsmanship? Dude, I think it was Dave Portnoy. How can you say this is poor sportsmanship? Dude, I'm not. I'm. Are you serious? I'm almost positive. What is going on here that you would say that is poor sportsmanship? I swear to God, I swear. I think I saw it. Oh, yeah. You see this? What does he say? It's right here. This, this, this isn't good. Read it, John, because it's very small for me. Uh, this isn't good sportsmanship. It's dumb. You got this kid on the ropes and he's rattled. Trip to Williamsport on the line. You can play patty cakes after as far uh, as the pitcher that's, nah. goes. That's Fuck your that play. Guy, dude, you've seen this guy fucking run. Dave Portnoy's a fucking idiot. No, that's a good. You parented this kid to go and like you. Obviously, he's rattled. He went to go and hug him. That's a great job on this kid's part. You're in the Little League World Series. That's great. He hugged him. How would you say that's poor sportsmanship? That's I agree. Dumb. I think at this level, it, it, 
you know, kids are still developing, not just in a baseball sense, but like emotionally, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of emotions. So they, they have on the ropes out. and he's rattled. Dude, that's so dumb. That's just like clickbait content. That's so dumb, dude. There's no way that he can believe that and say that's bad sportsmanship. Well, we're talking about it. So I think he did what he wanted to do. Yeah. Those but. fucking boners over at uh stool sports. Anywho. Yeah, but so yeah, that's what I want to talk about. So I'm glad I was kind of I honestly I was like I wasn't sure if you were gonna I thought you were gonna I thought you might be siding with uh Barstool there. Mitchell says he didn't say poor sportsman shit, he said the kid is soft. Okay, well I don't know many hard He said this isn't sport. good sportsmanship. So he did say that. Yeah, I just showed it. So yeah, Mitchell, he did say this is poor sportsmanship. He said this isn't good sportsmanship. Yes, which is saying this is bad sportsmanship. He said it's dumb. Yeah, Um, that's stupid. Um, If that's your take, honestly, I don't see how you can hit someone in the face and then you can console the guy who hit you in the face and say that's bad sportsmanship. He's 10. He's 10. If you're in high school, that's different. You know what I mean? You're in high school. You don't go. You don't go over there. You don't console them. It's a game. I still don't think so in high school. I think until you get to the pros, until that's your job. I don't think that's. I feel like in I feel like in high school. I feel like in high school, you don't. You know, you certainly don't go over and give them a hug. I think after you know, in between innings, you can show remorse, like, "Hey, man, my bad. I didn't need to do that." You're good. I'm good. One of those things. Yeah, I think so in high school, but. Definitely not with 10 or 12. Like, my God, kids feels terrible. And he's yeah. probably upset because he's loaded the bases and and maybe he hasn't fully recovered from hitting that kid in, you know, that de- definitely has an effect when you're that young, um, especially on that stage. 100%. I, I like it. I think that's great. That's Me good too. parenting on uh, on their part all around. Agreed. Um, Donnie, cool. you know what one of my favorite shows is? What? Hard Knocks. Dude, tonight... Season billion, I don't know, whatever. Uh, Gotta get my brother's login. Nice, dude. So, (laughs) the Detroit Lions, but they are coming. On the come up, dude. They've been much more competitive. Some people have them ahead of the Bears in the NFC North. I hate to say it, but a couple people, I've seen a couple people, like as far as like projections and standings, they have Bears dead last. Yep. So, uh, head coach Dan Campbell, he's intense to say the least so that will be exciting to watch so uh the new season of hard knocks kicks off tonight which is going to be awesome actually that's a show my wife and i both watch together she loves it it's sort of got that reality tv vibe of like will will this guy make the team won't they um we actually got really we got really into the colts one too mid-season last year which we really liked um so that's a show that we watch together which we really enjoy so tonight is the lions and Wanted to just post so this Hard Knocks goes back all the way to 2001, starting with the Baltimore Ravens. For those of you who don't know, Hard Knocks documentary series that chronicles training camp. It's on HBO. It's been running for I don't know the last 20 plus years. And I wanted to ask you. I know which favorite season of mine that I have, and I was just curious if you had a favorite season. Uh, for um, a specific team. My favorite team, the Packers, have never been on here. Um, and neither, I don't think the Bears have, have ever been on here either. Have not. Nope. No. Nope. No. But one of my favorites was uh, the Bengals. 
The Bengals had uh, Jordan Palmer and Col- Carson Palmer. 2009. Moses- 2009. Okay, perfect. That was one of my favorites. Um, you get a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, which is really cool, and they were developing an app called Run P or IP, something like that. And it was an app where you can go to a movie and you can look at the best places in the movie to go and take a piss. So you would go, and I'm not even joking. This is a real thing. So you can go to a movie and they, this was an application, an app that they were developing where it's called like run P and you can go to a movie, the best place. Like, Hey, I got to take a piss. They said, you know, 47 minutes go just like the shortest proximity, be like, where's the closest bathroom and how quickly can I get there? Cause you want to get back to the movie. Right. And they will give you a summation about what happened while you were gone in the last like minute and a half or something, which I think, I mean, cool application. I've seen a lot more dumber things developed uh, than that. So I did like uh, the Bengals was really cool. I think um, anything with um, what's his name? James uh, Harrison. James Harrison, when he was on the Bengals, James Harrison, when he was on the Steelers, James Harrison, anytime um, there was when he was weightlifting in the room and um, they, they talked about behind the scenes. He hated the crew. He hated the film crew and he was always flicking them off and he was like, fuck you. And he would shut doors on him and stuff like that. One of the most intimidating, scary man, men in the entire world. I would never want to come cross paths with him. So anything with James Harrison was really good when he's with the Bengals, when he's with the Steelers. Um, and then there was a couple good ones. I don't remember watching it, but when Tony Saragusa was with the Ravens, RIP, uh, there, there was a yeah, RIP Tony Saragusa, the goose. Um, there was a couple good episodes with him. Um, he was paying a couple guys to bring beers to uh, the training camp. If you remember that, that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? Mine would definitely be 2015 Houston Texans. I only say that because JJ Watt was like in his prime and it's just, it was so much, it was definitely a lot of JJ Watt, but it was awesome. He's, he's a beast. Like his workouts are incredible. Him just like basically like watching film (laughs) and then the offensive line coach was like, Hey, you just, he's, there's nothing you can do there. Like basically like go like in the, in the film room with the offensive lineman trying to go up against Watt and then having them watch them and having him just literally just push back their offensive tackle with like an arm and the, and just watching the offensive line coach being like, he's just, he's just really difficult. You're gonna have to double him or we always have to put two guys on him or you got to get your feet quicker. Cause he has such a quick first step. And then you have to control him here. Cause if he shifts his weight this way, he's going to just move you that quick, you know, move you to the side. So hearing the, like hearing how, how to block him and how it's basically impossible. It was so cool. And also he's such a charismatic, interesting, funny guy. I was like, this guy could host his own show. I could see him doing something like Peyton's Place. Sure. Uh, Peyton's Place is like, or some reality TV show. He's super funny, very bright, um, and just a charismatic guy. So like that content was just awesome to watch. Um, and Bill O'Brien was the coach and was <laughs> fucking nuts. So it was like really funny to watch. Oh, um, something with that too. I didn't know Bill O'Brien has a special needs child as well. And they opened about, about that. Did you remember that when they, when he went home and he had a child in oh like, he was in like a right. standing wheelchair. That's right. So that was more of like a behind the scenes, something that I didn't I know that. and something that kind of opens your eyes when you're seeing like, Oh, this guy's got a great life. He's a, you know, head football coach, but you really kind of see the difficulties 
that um, happened in his real life. And he had his wife and his kids. And obviously one of his kids was, you know, his special needs. So um, that was something that was pretty eye-opening too. You know, you think that these players have these grandiose lives and everything's great. But um, when you peel back the curtain and kind of see that kind of stuff, that was, um, yeah, something pretty um, not cool, but, you know, you kind of, yeah, when you when you peel back the curtain, you get to see no, it's, it's what the real life is like. Yeah, It's interesting to see that too. And also too, the appreciation. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's easy for what we do is we just come in and our favorite team didn't play well or our fantasy team didn't do well. And we just shit on, you know, the player or the team or the coach or the scheme because they just can't make adjustments. They can't figure it out. It's certainly for not lack of trying. Um, every NFL coach puts so many hours uh, of work um, into practice and then pregame and prep and film and getting people ready and then individual assessments and then assignments for each, you know, the O-line, the D-line, defensive backs, running backs. I mean, the, the amount of work that they put in, and obviously I know they're well compensated, but um, you really get a sense of how much work and how much time they spend at the facility and how, mm-hmm. and how hard they work, yeah. which is really kind of amazing. Like, you know, Bill Belichick was quoted about this. He's like, everybody works hard. He goes, working hard is nothing. Like, that's just the baseline. Then you right. have, you know, that, that, that's a crazy, that's the amazing thing about Belichick and the Patriots is he's just, he's just smarter than everybody, you know, mm. he's his attention to detail and, and Belichick I think is the most amazing coach and they'll never do hard knocks too. Cause that would be unbelievable to be able to see that. I don't think it, he would allow them in. The no, of course room. not. He would yeah. never do it, but, but it would be fascinating to see to be like the tells and, and how he's able to make adjustments. The Patriots have been so successful throughout the last 20 plus years is because of their ability to, make uh adjustments i i remember i was watching the uh 2014 the super bowl when they beat the legion of boom the seattle seahawks obviously Mm -hmm. that that interception with malcolm butler at the goal line but basically they explained josh mcdaniel explained that belichick noticed something that they looked at their their um you know their front and they looked at the seattles and they're like we can't run the football with the personnel that we have we just can't do it so here's what we're going to do. We're going to throw it 50 fucking times to Edelman and do these checkdowns to James White. We're going to we're going to kill them with short passes and lateral. Basically saying mm-hmm. that if Edelman starts on this side of the field, by the end he is going to end up on this side of the field. So if you watch that game, every receiver where they started, they ended up Crossing on the patterns. other side. And basically to get Sherman, uh Chancellor, uh you know, it, basically every one of their defenders tired. They're like, we are going, we can't run on them. We just can't. Their front is insane. So we're going to do lateral short passes. And Brady threw it 40 so many times that game to get them tired. And in the fourth quarter, it's going to help us. And that was, and he, they were totally right. They were, they were able to come back in that game because that defense was tired and it was tons of lateral crossing patterns. So essentially their run game was, through passing, which is incredible. Like he knew he couldn't beat them that way. So he's like, mm. what can we do? And he always talks about like teams always focus on like what you can't do. You need to focus on what you can do and then exploit the other team's weakness. So it was just like, it was unbelievable. And I was like, I could watch hours and hours of that stuff. It was amazing. Yeah. Maybe in his last season, we could maybe 
get something like that. that would be incredible right you know we see all these documentaries too we see the jeter documentary we've seen man in the arena with brady um you know all these kind of doc- uh the last dance all these kind of things maybe in his last season there'll be some kind of documentary where they're filming and that could be released later and we can get a little bit of insight of what's going on inside of that room because we get secondhand information from players and kind of how things right. go and do all but that the, stuff. But these but. documentaries that you mentioned though, the, the problem that I have about them is they all have final cut with the players and coaches. Like sure. we would have never seen the last dance if Jordan uh, hadn't approved it. Jordan had right. final cut on that thing. Same thing with the Jeter documentary. I've been enjoying it. It's been awesome, but Jeter has final cut on mm. that. Ken Burns, the famous documentarian was asked about the last dance. Like, Oh my God, it's incredible. This, you know, he, huge series on the Chicago Bulls, never before seen footage. Like I'm sure you would have loved to do that. And he said, hell no. He goes, I would never agree to do a documentary with the main subject of my movie had final cut. He goes, mm-hmm. I would never do that because there's so much stuff we're missing. I mean, that would get left Jordan out. let you see what he wanted you to see. I'm sure mm-hmm. he was a much bigger asshole than that by a million. That was sure. nothing compared to the, the things that he probably said during practice to players and coaches. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm uh, super pumped about hard knocks. Um, I want to touch on the Cubs reds field of dreams game. Field just, of dreams. I just wanted to touch on these because I saw it on uh, social media and then I literally turned to my wife and I was like, I think I, I really want this, this Jersey. Can we see this here? Which one would you want? They're both awesome. Um, I like the Reds hat better, but I like the Cubs jersey more. Uh, Do you know they were originally called the Cincinnati Red Legs? Red Legs. I actually learned that from the movie Eight Men Out. It's like a late 1980s John Sayles movie, and it chronicalizes the um, Black Sox. Cheating. Yes, when they they threw the World Series. Mm -hmm. So I remember they're like, you know, Chicago White Sox, four, Cincinnati Red Legs, ten. But those are I like, awesome. I like the hats. Um, the jerseys, I really, I don't think they're anything special. Just kind of just for me. I think the Cubs jerseys are sweet. Uh, I mean, just for it, me. I, I mean, I really, last year it was really hard to, to top those White Sox jerseys. Those were incredible. Yeah. The hats are cool. I like the Cubs hats. Um, jerseys. I've, I've, seen that ha- I've seen that hat before, though. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the jerseys just don't do anything for me, if I'm being honest. What? Dude, you're yeah. crazy. I thought their jerseys were sweet. Um, so have you seen the Jeter documentary or no? Have not. Still haven't watched it yet. I haven't dude. had time. I was traveling, dude. I was uh, in Miami this weekend, and then I just got back. I know and, you're a big and shot, then... and I know playmakers. You know, rolling out the red carpet for you. We're all impressed. But fucking start watching those <laughs> episodes. It's ESPN Plus. There's a total of seven. So the seventh episode comes out uh, this Thursday. It's the seventh and final one. It's all on ESPN Plus, so get to it because I want to talk about it. Um, speaking of this, I wanted to chat about. So there's been talk about Major League Baseball getting another expansion team, mm-hmm. and there. I wanted to ask you, uh, which city would might be a good spot for a expansion team? I, I mean, li- for, I have a list here. For, for me, the number one would be Vegas. I think that's your biggest draw. I really yeah. don't give a shit about um, anything in Tennessee. I really don't care about anything in Canada, um, Carolinas, Oregon, Portland. Please, dude, you're gonna get fucking mugged. 
nobody gives a shit about that. I don't need another Texas team. Definitely, um, definitely what, not Texas. I think I think North Carolina or Vegas. Yeah, I think Vegas Vegas is going to be your biggest draw, um, especially with all the sports gambling stuff. Um, that's going to be the biggest play um, that would make the most sense. Get a nice dome. Um, that would make the most sense for me. Move the A's out there. Nobody's going to Oakland to watch the A's. They're just hanging around. They can just every year Major League Baseball is like, we're going to get you a new stadium, and they're like, okay, and then it never happens. No. Um. So have you seen that Edwin Diaz uh, like entrance trend well, that's been going on? Well, the thing is, is the the Mets have the best intro and outro in baseball. So if you've seen um, when Jacob Jacob Degrom when he starts, he comes out to Simple Man. I'm a simple kind of man. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking awesome. So you got your number one ace, uh, best pitcher on the planet, coming out to Simple Man, which is a great song, by the way. And then you have the best closer in baseball coming out to, what is it, Timmy Trumpets? I mean, fear the trumpets, dude. So those two things in unison, you got the best opening um, song. You got the, got the best closing song. I mean, that team, dude, they're, in my eyes, the favorite for the World Series. And I can't fucking wait for October baseball because I'm going to see them at City Field. I'm going to go with my brother-in-law, and we're going to go to a Mets game, and it's going to be electric, dude. Imagine that in October. Edwin Diaz coming out, get a fucking three-out save in the ninth inning. My God, dude. It's just electric. And I'm so glad, John, what they did, they didn't cut to commercial break. They, they just let it go. Yep. They let it go. And that is what ev- that's why it went viral. And that's why everyone saw it was because they didn't cut to commercial. They gave uh, the experience of being at the stadium to people who are watching it on screen. So if you are on watching it and you're a baseball fan, and also we can talk about the ratings, John. I don't know if you have the numbers for the ratings of the most recent Braves and Mets series, but it is ex- exponentially higher than any other rating of the year. Um and they let that go so everyone can see what that entrance looked like. And I think that made a huge difference as far as, as, as ratings go and an experience if you're going to watch it on TV. I totally agree. And I think for baseball content, like it's right there. Major League Baseball just needs to get out of the way and stop being, you know, like in, like encumbering like the greatness of it, you know, like just let it go and stop trying to control all of the highlights and let it breathe. I think that's what they don't do. They just like, there's like a, such a strong, like, you know, grasp on like, Oh, we have to control everything. And if they really wanted their game to grow, let it, let it go. Like, let it, let your content out, open the floodgates, get behind the scenes and let people share it. You know what I mean? Like and let Vince, people share it. And Vince celebrate. Scully, Vince Scully was one of the, um, uh, like pioneers for that, he would call a game or he would call a, a play or whatever, and then he would let it breathe, like you said, and he would have the audience listen to what's going on in the stadium, the players and all that stuff. It doesn't have to be um, filled in with words and words and words. He would let it happen and let everyone just kind of absorb it. And he was one of the most, um, I don't know, focal points of, of announcers that kind of just let that happen. Yeah. I'm, my wife is from Los Angeles, so she she was really sad when Vince Scully passed. And, you know, it was a huge it's, – it's interesting, you know, talking with her family. It was a huge – Vince Scully was such a huge part of her childhood and her, her mother's childhood. You know, like he's been around for so long. Their childhood is like growing up of like listening to him on the radio. Like that voice is just 
ingrained in people in Southern California. They, so when that happened, she was like so sad. Cause she was like, Oh, I grew up listening to games all the time on TV, on the radio. Like I heard him, his voice all the time. And he did so many voiceovers for so many other things in the Los Angeles area too. So you heard him everywhere. Um, so, but obviously hall of famer, great career. Um, talking about making an entrance, uh, I wanted to talk about the baseball's best walk-up songs. Mm-hmm. So the most iconic probably is Metallica enter Sandman with Mariana Rivera. Yeah. Um, Chipper Jones came into Ozzy Osbourne's crazy train when he would walk up to the plate, which I didn't know. So I want to play this for you. Hopefully the audio, you can hear it. And then let me know. Can you hear this? No. Can you hear it now? Nope. Can't hear it? Nope. Damn. We'll figure that out. All right. It's Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It. This is how we do it. Exactly. What player from the 90s do you think um, that was his walk-up song? It's a position player. Uh, Position player from the 90s, This Is How We Do It. Mm -hmm. Um, What team is he on? This person requested this 90s R&B classic to be played before his first major league at bat in 1995. He went over five that day. But it'll only be a matter of time before he would show us how he does it for the rest of his Hall of Fame career. I have no idea. Ken Griffey Jr.? Derek Jeter, bro. Oh, Jeter? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, great song. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Hell's Bells, Trevor Hoffman. They put Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn in here from Major League. Lance Berg, Lance Berkman came into Johnny Cash's "God Gonna Gonna Cut You Down," which is hilarious. Randy Johnson Ooh. came into "Welcome to the Jungle." From How about this one? Bobby Jenks, P.O.D. Here comes the boom! Oh, dude, Here comes right. the boom! Ready or not? Great call, Mitchell Winkleman. Nice job, Bobby Jenks, dude. Ultimate closer, dude. Fat boy, country boy, country fried, eating chicken, motherfucker. P.O.D. Boom! I love it. David Ortiz, of course, came into Big Notorious B.I.G. Big Papa. Yeah. Um, what else? Bryce Harper comes into Flower by Moby, which I would not think. Uh, Manny Machado comes into Humble by Kendrick Lamar, which is hilarious because Manny Machado isn't is humble the at least all. humble person. So you saw hilarious. his quote, right? They asked him if he was worried about uh, the Dodgers, and he said, no, because I'm fucking Manny Machado. I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, dude, also, honestly. Manny Machado is dumb as shit. You remember what, during the World Series where he didn't run uh, didn't run to first base oh. and stepped on that guy's foot? Yes, and they were like, hey, yeah. what are you doing? He's like, ah, dude, like, don't get on my case. I'm not Johnny Hustle. It's like, well, jo- you know, you're, you're in the World Series. John, can I tell you who I took a piss next to in L.A.? At the airport? Yes, because then I want to tell you who I took a piss next to when I was like 14, but it was a, a former NBA basketball player. Go ahead. Um, Yonder Alonso. I was at the airport leaving the um, the World's – or I'm sorry, the uh, Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. And I was in the, the bathroom at the uh, at LAX. And um, I'm in the bathroom, and I'm, and I'm walking in to, to go catch my flight. It's big dude. And I watch MLB Network all the time. So he's, you know, he's this big dude. He's got a nice haircut. And he's standing there, and I'm like, that's fucking Yonder Alonzo, dude. 
By the way, that's why I brought that up because he is married to um, Machado's sister. So that's why. Okay. So I'm sitting there and I'm taking a piss and I was like, I wanted to say, so I wanted to be like, man, if I woke up and knew I was going to piss next to my favorite MLB network, uh, whatever, you know, but, um, I didn't. So I washed my hands and, um, I went outside and he was standing in line to get like some food or something. And I just tapped him and I was like, yonder and turned around. And I was just like, man, you are, you're, you're killing that MLB network. He was like, thanks man. Thanks. But yeah, didn't see his balls, but I'm sure they were huge. So. And then he, he, you're like, hey, you want to come on my podcast? And he's like, no. And then he took a look at your hog, and he was like, you know what? I think I, I think I will come on that. Right, exactly. That's so exactly. he will be our guest next week, which is going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, he'll be here with uh, Manny Machado's sister, who he is married to. <sighs> Dude, fuck Manny Machado. He sucks. Not a fan of him. Well, he doesn't suck. He's a good player, but he sucks as a person. Hundred percent. Yeah, man, that is kind of all the topics that uh, that I kind of wanted you prepared to, for us. Yeah, that I kind of wanted to talk about. John it's killed it today. John had a great lineup uh, for all the topics today. I appreciate it. Of course, man, dude. Where are you going in your next venture for Playmaker? Where are they sending you next? Um, I was just in Miami, so I was in Miami last weekend. Met the team. Got to oh, talk yeah. to all How, the so, guys. So talk to me about it. How was it? Yeah, it was cool. We went. I went to the office. Their um, headquarters we went, are in Miami. Yeah, I think it's like Deerfield something. So cool. not too far. But we did get to go to uh, the Miami Pro, which is a tournament for pro athletes and like guys who played overseas and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got to see Austin Rivers. You know Austin Rivers in the NBA. Sure. He plays for um, the Nuggets, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, his father, obviously NBA coach. I think he coaches Doc. the 76ers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we went to this uh, Miami Pro electric, dude. The, the energy was electric because it wasn't like an NBA game. So it was like constant like um, sound effects. It was like, fur, fur, fur. they had an MC. The guy was like, yo, that's your, your, uh, what did he say for uh, Austin Rivers? That's your daddy's son or you're your daddy's boy. Stuff like that. And they just like, every time they'd make a three, it was like grr, 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 grr. gunshots. Like it was really cool. It was in Miami Dade County, John. Felt a little, you know, a little kind of sketch. It was our, I mean, I felt perfectly fine, but you know, Miami Dade County is where Kimbo Slice is from. Dude, what was that? What was that game on? I think it was N64 called NBA Street. Sure. Yes. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, I remember like NFL Street. You know, you like hit each other and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Was it like that, but inside? No, no, it was all, you know, it was like a rec league, but there was like NBA players there and like That's guys awesome, who played dude. overseas. So yeah, really cool. And um, this week, actually tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, James Harden is going to be there. And um, this guy, Bam something, I'm not too familiar with NBA, but Bam something, he's going to be there, but James Harden's going to play. They have like playoffs this week. So um, if you watch that on Caffeine, Caffeine, if you download the Caffeine app, you can watch all the uh, Miami Pro stuff going on here. That's sponsored by Playmaker. We would appreciate if you downloaded a Caffeine app um, and watch that because there's a lot of exciting basketball going on, and it's a different atmosphere. It's not like NBA stuff. Like I said, they got like an MC. They got sound effects going off. So it was really cool, and I got to be right next to like some NBA players. So it was, it was really nice. That's incredible, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. 
But I think, uh, yeah, yeah, we think we just need to get through these dog days of August, but I think NFL's coming up. I'm actually, I just joined, there is a, a guy in my neighborhood put a sign out in his yard being like, hey, if you're a resident of this neighborhood, you want to join our fancy football No league? way. So I was like, fuck it. Re- yeah. He so put I a sign him. out front, really? Yeah. So my, my wife was like, you got to do it. Like we want, we need to, like, this is a great way to make some to, like, friends, meet, right? Meet yeah. People in the neighborhood. I was like, all right, fine. Oh, I, I hope they're cool. Yeah. Um. So I I texted him, and so I'll we be. Gotta a, uh, we gotta get a. We gotta get a. A roundup on that and see kind of how it went. Why well, if they listen to this podcast though? Doubt it. I mean, they probably do. Let's be real. Sure. I'm sure, they're sure. listening. All right, John. But, well, I think that's everything for today. Correct. Yeah, man. Unless do you have anything else? I don't. You uh, had a great um, lineup for us today, and that's like at 56 minutes. That's a full hour for us to cover everything that happened uh, in sports this week. Hell yeah, man. Dude, uh, let me know your next – hopefully we'll be back next week. You're not going anywhere out of town, right? No, I should be here. Okay, cool. Yeah. Watch that Jeter documentary because I, I want to talk about it. And I love Derek Jeter. He's like my favorite player of all Dude, time. Dude, it's, oh, really no it's awesome. Watch it. You got to watch it. I get it. I get it. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for watching. This has been episode 58 of Lost in the Struffle, Pete and John, sponsored by Playmaker. Thank you guys for watching. John, we'll be back um, next Tuesday, right? Absolutely. Thanks for watching, everyone. Appreciate it. All right, guys.